Um, well, I guess we could talk about my work, my publication. Mm-hmm. What do you do? So I, I would consider myself an artist first and foremost. Um, and I'm, I'm a photographer and I started my own publication around 2011. So I work with other artists and um, I make a book twice a year. Oh, wow. So what do you mean by you make a, uh, you make a book, you write your own books or you just publish them? Um, I publish and I work with on average about 10 collaborating, um, mixed media. So we're working with a common theme. Mm -hmm. Sorry, give me one second. Sorry, I figured I'd give my cat some food, otherwise she's going to meow at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, I'm that person because cats do not need us. They just need us for food, and they're very independent. <laughs> yeah, he was he was just about to go off on me unless I did feed him something, so he should be good yeah, now. Yeah, we definitely live um, with them. So they don't I, live with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. Um, so my publication, I started. Um, I started it basically. I had so many great artist friends, and I really wanted to work with them on some capacity that allowed them to sort of be creating more personal work. Like if I'm friends with a bunch of commercial artists, I kind of wanted to give them a, a chance to create more person, more personal work, and have a chance to publish that that aspect of their work. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started. Cool. That's awesome. Now, what inspired you to do this? What inspired you to start besides your friends? I mean, I would say that I was, I was inspired by not really having um, really a publication that I wanted to be shooting for. I was inspired by sort of having, um, there, there seemed to be like a, a lack in the market, right? An opening in the market where um, there, there was space for more alternative um, artwork to exist, but I didn't really see what, what I wanted to um, submit for. I, I guess that was maybe my main inspiration was finding, was to kind of create something that I actually wanted to submit work for. Mm-hmm. Now, I let you go ahead and talk because you're so much like you're I love the fact that you call yourself an artist because I feel like I can't box you in you know some people come on the show they do one thing but you do multiple things you know what I mean like I was looking at one of your pencil drawings and it's amazing when did you start drawing um, you know, I wouldn't consider myself as much of a, an artist of a drawer, per se. Um, my drawings, I'm still learning how to draw. My drawings are based off of um, my own photos that I take. So I'm basically tracing my own photography. And that, that's sort of the pencil drawings that you'll see. 
those are based off of my own photography. So it's basically just me um, using sort of like a light box and tracing one of my own photos is how I'm doing my drawings. But still, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, like I'm staring at a photo. I'm staring at the one you get did called um, the evening's uh, portrait. And, you know, even that, it's amazing how detailed it is. You know, like you're really a talented person. Hey, thank you. Thank you for saying that because it's not really my forte isn't so much uh, drawing, but it's something that I would love to learn how to do because I really admire great artists that can really draw like that. Definitely. Definitely. Are you a natural redhead? No, but my mom is. Oh, man, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I can't tell. So you did a good job, whoever whoever did your hair. I was about to say I love Yeah, I was about to say I love your look too. Like there's there's something very like it's hard to explain, but it's like noir, if you get what I'm saying. There's something very Celtic, you know, throwback witchy about your look, you know. No, it's like looking at a yeah, Van Gogh painting or something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely got some witchy vibes going on, and I got some good accessories. So I, I don't know. People people like um, my rings and accessories. I also make um, jewelry. You'll see me working with a lot of crystals and stuff, so that probably adds to the witchy vibe. Yeah. So what do you, you know, like I said, you, you help your friends with their work. You draw you know, where do you find the, uh, find the, like, drive to do all this? Because I know there's a lot of people out there that's like, okay, I want to do this, I want to do that, but they don't get off their ass because that's the hardest part, I believe. So where do you find the drive to do all this? I think that I struggle with that just as much as anyone else it- and maybe even more so, I can struggle with procrastination. Um, what I noticed um, during quarantine, where I had a little bit more time to myself and I could be a little bit more creative and just sort of um, see w- where my own routine was taking me, was that I, I find that I'm inspired by um, like a material or an object or a person, right? If you're taking a photo, you might be inspired by just a person, just that person. You could be inspired enough by that person to want to keep shooting them. For me, when I'm making a piece of jewelry, if I have like, for instance, one crystal or a string of beads that I'm really just drawn to, that that's all that it could take to really inspire me to actually sit down and make it. So to actually sit down and make it, I might have to like pick up that crystal or I might have to call that friend with that amazing face, or I might have to kind of get the ball rolling in a general mm-hmm. direction. Um, but but definitely having that inspiration to pull from and, and just knowing myself, knowing I'm going to be inspired if I go to the crystal store, or I'm going to be inspired if I talk to a modeling agency, or I'm going to be able to find that source of inspiration. And from there, it really is just about doing it. Um, you know, I, I don't really have any good advice. I have... You know, I, I, I think I have, you know, ADHD. So procrastination is just something that it's, it's hard for every person to try and tackle. Um, I think you have to, if you, if you love what you're inspired by and you're able to find that inspiration, that's, that's what I say, go for that inspiration. Definitely. Definitely. Now, another picture 
that I liked of yours. Well, when I really fell in love with you is when I saw this picture with uh, the one you took with uh, Caitlin Stickles. I love. Yeah, I really did like that photo. I thought it was very goth, you know, very beautiful, very Celtic. The writing and the background was a very nice touch. You know, I love the jewelry on the eyebrows. You know, it really brought out her personality. You know, the way, you know, her expression on her face. I uh, I really love that. And then I'm trying to find the other picture. The other picture that I... Well, um, you, huh? you got to pick up uh, the, the second Phosphine book. That's going to be the story that I did with Kaden in it. So you got to you gotta stay tuned for that. Okay, definitely. I will. When, when will it be available? Um, you know, I'm just still working with one artist my friend greg coffee uh who just kind of came into my life has been creating some paintings for it still so mm -hmm. i haven't wrapped up the second issue yet but i'll let you know as soon as i know yeah but i'm telling you like if i ever wanted to uh i'm actually uh working if you're open to collaborating uh trying to get a, a project off the ground it's a uh horror film and I think your vision would complement it pretty well. I think we kind of have the same vision in touches, of, you know, in the sense of that. So I would definitely like for you to check it out. Yeah, I'd love to see what you're working on. You know, it's very, you know, it's very. See somebody's art and I'm like, yes, you get me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's hard to find people like that that you can really collaborate with. Um, you know, where do you get your photography inspiration? Thing, you know, about you that um separates you from the you know other photographers I've seen. You know, you uh you you have you seen True Blood? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you give me very true blood, very American horror story coven haunting, you know, like it's not regular haunting. It's more like Southern New Orleans type, Bayou type vibe. Where do you get that from? That's that's interesting because I've never heard anyone really describe my work anything like that before. So I'll, I'll that's interesting. I'll take it for what it's worth. Um, I think you're you're probably seeing that you know when you look at my work, uh, there's sort of a like a nostalgic kind of filmy kind of quality to it. Um, and I think that's probably because when I started shooting, started shooting in fashion, I was a model, so I started shooting fashion models, um, and I was shooting like mm -hmm. clothing or whatever. Back in the day, uh, we used to shoot with we used to shoot on film, and um, I was really interested in working with at least being able to achieve this sort of quality, a sort of film like quality with my digital work. If I didn't want to spend the money uh, to process it, uh, to film to process the film, uh, so I started mm -hmm. to sort of teach myself how to. Uh, process in Photoshop, make something look, have the appearance of being more kind of cross or uh, have more of a grainy kind of look to it. Um, and so I think, and I also, I don't know, I mean, uh, I'm not only influenced by 
photography, but I'd say that I'm I'm really influenced by uh, movies a lot and sort of like science fiction movies. So I think that that's mm-hmm. where you see some of my colors coming through. Yeah, yeah, because there is like a film, you know, element to your, um, and like, I love your, uh, I forget what it's called, you probably know the term, but you know when things are like faded in the background and then when it's close, yeah, it's like that's you know, like, all that depth of field. yeah, yeah, well, you have the perfect balance there was you and two other people are the only people that i know that have that because sometimes when people take photos the background is way too distracting or the um you know the the front of it is too distracting to the background but you know yours is very you know balanced and your pictures when i look at them they just make me wonder you know like who is this chick where is she going what is she doing uh why is this chick in this house what is she going through yeah, why I is love her that. hair like that i love i love yeah. sorts of questions i love that you get that from that you're able to kind of read that from the work because that hope the audience is sort of like what's going like what's going on here or who is this chick you know who is this chick that's that's a that's a very uh i like to you know, it, it really is, and it, it is really um, inspiring. Now, as far as, like, photography goes, who are some of your inspirations? Uh, Photography-wise, one of my favorite photographers when I was kind of teaching myself photo, her name is uh, Amanda DeCadnet, and um, mm-hmm. she was big in the Me Too movement, and she's sort of a public figure, um, and she's, she's from Britain, or she's from London, more like, I'm I hope I don't get that wrong, but she was, she was a main influence of mine. Um, this photographer was a really big influencer of mine. Um, who, who else did I really love kind of growing up? Um, um, of course, names are escaping me. Mario Sorrenti was huge for me. Um, but I would say, yeah, I would say Corinne Day and Amanda DeCadnet. I was looking at uh, what what sort of female photographers were doing and what they were shooting on film and how they were relating to their subject matter. Exactly, exactly. Now, let me ask you this. Who's your top three singers of all time? Singers of all time. Top three singers? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, of... Um, Fiona Apple is one of my favorite singers of all time. Um, Beck is one of my favorites. Yeah, um, I love I love this band called uh, Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. Uh, those are probably like my top trio. Um, I, I listen to um, I listen to this band called the Distillers, and um, mm-hmm. this uh, female fronted band um and her name is Brody Dahl and she also has um has her own um spin-off um she has a spin-off band called Spinnerette and then she did her solo work as well under her name Brody Dahl so those are definitely like my top musicians yeah what about top 3 songs i don't know if i could narrow it down like that well just give me some songs that had like a cultural impact or like an impact oh, on 
Well, there's this there's this song from the Distillers called "Dismantle Me." That's probably my top played song of on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, not about love from Fiona Apple. Um, yeah. Fiona's new album has a lot of new has a lot of uh, great new stuff on it. You should definitely check it. I am. I am. I'm a fan of her, and she's actually on my list. Her and Mr. Wives. I don't know if you heard of them, but they're a good band, also. Um, favorite actors um i love male female or both um jack nick okay so jack nicholson probably favorite male actor and parker posey probably be my favorite female actress She's more of like a character actress yeah well they both are I guess I like I like kind of characters or people that will choose weird roles or kind of have a weird personality. Exactly. So I take it Johnny Depp is one of your favorites too. Um, so Parker Posey is a female comedian um, who you may have seen in like the movie Best of mm-hmm. Best in Show. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Uh, so she's she's one of the the. Part of the couple that has the um, Weimaraner yeah. dog, yeah, a gray dog. Anyways, I just find her hysterical and everything she's in. Yeah, who's their last one? Um. Well, you only. I only. I. Uh, I don't know who else was I saying in terms of the actors, the actresses. Um. I don't know. You got me there. I'm not sure who else is really like yeah. up there. Um, top three movies. Um, I love this movie called Melancholia. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this movie called The Fall. Top three. Um, and then I would say. You're going to stump me on some of these. I wish you had uh, sent me maybe some lists of uh, some of these favorites you were wanting. That way I could have thought about Oh, them that's a no more. fun. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to think because it's like you always, you, you always, you're always like talking about it like, oh, this is my favorite movie ever. And then someone asks you, and you're like, oh man, what is my favorite top three favorite yeah. movies? Um, um, let me think of another one that I love. Um, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, that's a classic right there. Throwing a lot anime. Yeah. Oh, you're an anime fan. A little bit. A little bit. I have some friends that are much more into it than I am, so I like to take recommendations. Yeah, um, I'm not a huge anime fan, but I did. Uh, Food Wars is more like a reaction anime, though, uh, versus like an actual anime with upsets. Each episode is the same. Uh, have you heard of it? Well, what was the one? Food Wars. Food Wars. No, I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, well, ba- basically, uh, every episode is the same. Like I said, it's very repetitive. Um, there's a guy that's the best chef in the world and there's a game called food wars and each time he uh submits one of his dishes the women um try it and have one of the biggest orgasms in their life 
And, yeah, and a hentai director and a chef came together and made that show. And I think it's cool that all the uh, things that he makes can actually be made in real life. And um, it's funny, I have a joke with my friends. I said, I, f- I feel like everybody deserves to taste his cooking at least once. Yeah, right? If it gets that... that you know, reaction. I feel like everybody deserves to have a mega orgasm in their life at least once. Yeah. Right. Um. Let's see. Let's see. So, I was... What's your religious beliefs? Um, I would say that I'm more of sort of a spiritual mm-hmm. person. Uh, I was raised in a family... Like, my father was Catholic. My mother's Jewish. Um, but they kind of let us choose what we wanted in terms of religion or God or spirituality. Um, I'd say these days I'm much more into, um, what, what is considered like shamanism. Uh, I, I work a lot with just like my intuition. I work with my dreams. I have, uh, prophetic dreams. I'd say I'm more of sort of like a witchy kind of psychic person. I work with tarot as well. Ooh, it's funny because, see, the thing I like about tarot tarot cards is they don't necessarily uh, predict your future, but they definitely confirm. It's a lot of confirmation because every time I've had my tarot cards read, they didn't really predict the future for me, but I already knew what direction I needed to go in, and they basically was like, okay, yeah, you do that. You know, and that is there. I would say that it's better to use them as a tool like that than to than to pretend like you're gonna that that you're gonna be reading your future. I think it's much better to go along with what you see in the cards, what you relate to in the cards, and what sort of advice it gives you to work with. Um, that's that's a better way to use the tarot than to assume that you're going to be um, reading someone's future from it. You know. <laughs> It's more like possible possible routes or paths that you could take. Um, it also gives you some insight as to what's happened in your past um, and, and what you could be facing. So it's good to sort of just like, I, I would consider myself more of like an intuitive person. Um, um, I, I, I don't follow any sort of strict religious rules or organized religion. Definitely. Definitely. So when did you actually decide that, you know what, Judaism and Catholicism is not for me? Um, I wouldn't say that they are necessarily not for me. I'd say that they are a part of me. Um, you know, I'm a person who... I like to, I love to study and know about the religions. I think that I guess I guess when I was younger, I saw that those two religions in ways, uh, you know, I would I would go and spend time in, in the Catholic Church, and it almost seems like uh, the two religions of my parents were at odds with one another. So I think it probably started there with sort of like the the religions of my parents being slightly at odds with one another. Um, and then just sort of um, growing up and really trying to expose myself to as as many ideas as I could come across. Um, I just, um, I think, uh, I, I read a really important book. Um, 
by a very famous atheist named Sam Harris, and the book is called The End of Faith. I probably read this book around the age of 19, um, and that, that, that pretty much helped sort of um, cement my status as what I would consider um, agnostic or atheist, mm -hmm. kind of. So probably around the age of 19, I started to think a little bit in, uh, in broader terms. Nice, nice. You know, I find religion, you know, fascinating. I have friends of many different religions, and what I find is half of them are kind of the same, you know? Yeah, I mean, I find that, well, yeah, I find that the religions, they, they have a lot a lot of the same ideas in common, um, but it's just an unfortunate that we have to sort of choose choose one, which then separates us from the others. So in a way, not choosing is a way of sort of choosing all, you know, or being a little bit more all-encompassing. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, like I was saying, like I found out actually that a lot of things in, you know, different religions, because I'm Christian, you know, a lot of things are actually similar. Like there are some things in the, uh, there are some things in the um, pagan Bible that are in the gospel, in the Holy Bible, just worded differently. Maybe one or two words are taken out, but for the most part, there's a lot of different roads that uh, lead to the same place. You know, some roads are worse than others, but, you know, just because the roads are different doesn't necessarily make them, you know, bad, if that makes you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and to to the most basic example, you know, the story of the Mother Mary, Virgin Mother Mary and the virgin birth of Christ that directly correlates to the Egyptian goddess Isis and her son, the sun, the sun mm -hmm. god Horus. So if you're interested in looking up tales like that, you know, the tales of Christianity are pulled directly from um, ancient Egypt. Yeah, I'm so on yeah, like so, I'm, you know, they're, 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 they're yeah, and I'm well. so fascinated, man. Those Egyptians were so badass. Like Cleopatra's little sister dethroned her at the age of eleven. Yeah, like they were some interesting people, most definitely. Agreed. Yeah. So you do a lot of things. If you had to, if somebody had to label you as one thing, what would it be? Like, what's the thing you're most passionate about, the thing you most resonate with? Um, you know, I think, I think like we were talking earlier, like just, just the very broad um, label of artists, I think really does encapsulate sort of who I am as a person. I'm a person who makes, like I like to create. I'm a person who makes things. So if that, if that equates to an artist, then I, I think that's, that's probably what I would call myself. That's a beautiful, that's actually a beautiful description. A person who makes, I like that. I like that. Yeah, a person who's very driven to make, and not and, and it doesn't mean that I'm making all the time. Like I'd I'd hate to give 
anyone the impression that I'm some massively busy person who, you know, makes a book every week and can just push out content because I really can't. But, you know, at my core, I do think that that is what I'm working towards is a person who is actively creating. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, I definitely love your work. I definitely love your art. And I definitely want to collaborate with you at least, you know, one day, maybe when Corona's over and we could actually, you know, do something. Would you be? Yeah, once all the madness is over. Yeah, would you be interested in uh, cinematography at all? Oh, totally. Yeah, that's that's definitely my groove. Cinematography is my groove. So yeah, if you want to make a horror movie or something, you can give me a call. We can figure something I'm out. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you because I really, I really like your vision. Your vision, actually, your vision. Um, I was telling my friend um, about this TV show that I uh, was actually creating. Basically, it's about. Uh, it starts out the first episode time and there's like you know people are admiring Shakespeare and they're like we should create a school where you know we can create more Shakespeare's and the devil comes to them and he says I'll give you the power and make your power make your school famous and I'll you know let you pump out stars but you have to sacrifice somebody every 100 years so they do um, now switch to modern day the school is like more popular than Juilliard, Amda, and Booker T combined. And it's a hundred years later, so they have to sacrifice somebody. They ended up sacrificing a student, and their friends don't buy his death, not one bit. So it's kind of like a murder mystery. It's, uh, we know, you know, what's going on, but the uh, students don't. So it's a trying to find you know come up with what's going on and you know it, it originally took place in Louisiana so I would definitely think it was a, a would be a project I think you would be interested in you know yeah no that sounds really cool and creative it definitely, definitely sounds like a mini series I'd be interested yeah in. And, and and like there's little hints you know, that the school is of the occult, you know, like a lot of people, they like to do spells and work on checkerboard floors. So there's check, the school is covered in checkerboard floors. You know, the Illuminati colors are red and black. Uh, the school uniform is red and black. I got inspired by, and I like to say if Legacies, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and, um, uh, Riverdale had a kid you know that would be it you know yeah. most definitely most definitely um, it says on your post you specialize in badassery and troublemaking what does that mean <laughs> well you know I guess just what we've been talking about um, you know I've been through a lot just to kind of um, be in this place where I am mm. in my life uh, you know, I mean, I've had to see a lot to yeah. see a lot, and I'm in a place of wisdom now. I guess that that's that's my little shorthand of saying, you know, I've been through what I've been through, um, and it makes me who I am today. And I'm a badass. I would I would say that I'm a badass just because I've been through some harsh things, and I'm still here trying to make work out of it. I would say so. Um, 
casting spells and sleeping in caves. What does that mean? Well, you know, I mean, I, I do actively cast spells and actively work on manifestation for myself and my own personal life. Uh, the sleeping in caves is a little bit of a, a little joke uh, towards my animal totem of the octopus sleeping in caves, making a mess outside of my cave. It's definitely a part of my animal totem that I just kind of take on. I'm for, I live in a basement. Of yeah. <laughs> so we kind of, we call it, we call it the dungeon. <laughs> it's just my, it's just my silly kind of lifestyle. You know, it's just my kind of. That's so cute. That's so cute. And I'm going to have to get with you on that cast of spells part. Cause I've been single for way too long. I need, Okay. <laughs> okay. We could we could we could make a spell for you, a manifestation, a love manifestation. Definitely. Spell. And you know, people actually look at spells like I, I get spells get a bad rap, but your words are spells. Like I don't know if you saw that post I posted, but people cast spells every day and they don't even know it. Yeah, and that's that's exactly the the sort of um, terminology. That's that's exactly the sort of definition that I'm working with. The words that you speak, the thoughts that you think, and the work that you put out into the world could all be seen as some sort of spell or uh, manifestation. You know, and and exactly like say for instance, my mom hates the doctor, um, and uh, this is and you can use it, and anybody else that's listening can use it. She has this thing where she gets um, garlic and onion, and she blends it in like a bullet or a blender, whatever you can do to blend it, and then she takes um, she takes uh, apple cider vinegar and mixes it, and it will knock out any sickness. I've had several friends with corona they took it they were fine tested negative the next week you know you know it really helped them out that could be considered as a potion and you know she's a christian so she's like i ain't making no that's not a potion but you know (laughs) i mean it is it is technically it is technically but i mean i understand i understand good christian people do not would not want to be related to something that they would consider to be a witch, witchcraft or a spell but it is that is what it is in definition you're making you're making you know, it well you know well, I mean? well her thing was what makes it a potion is the agenda behind it yeah, yeah it, the intent that you that you're putting you know if that makes it. sense yeah. she says it's not a spell because i don't intend for it to be you know but if i intended for it to be but, it would be yeah, yeah. Well, she's right. She's yeah. right about that. And and like, uh, I don't know if you know who Triple X Tentacion is, R.I.P. Um, he's a rapper and he was murdered. But before he died, he was studying um, the laws of the universe. And, you know, like one of the biggest laws is if you want something, you can manifest it by speaking it. You know what I mean? And, and like, yeah. um, according to the Bible, the world was created by words. So it would make sense that your words would be powerful. And so that's why I tell people, don't speak negative about yourself. You know, always try to be around positive people. If you want something, you want to manifest something, just speak it into existence, you know. And that's, 
you know, and, and that all, it all, you know, just to tie it back in, just to loop it back in, and that is absolutely my intent behind making books, writing whatever it is that I write online, but definitely like to self-publish something, to have your own words that you, that you came up with or things that you worked on others with, and then you made it into your own thing. And now it's a physical thing. Like for me, that's a very powerful thing. Cause as you can, as you can tell what we're talking about, we believe these to be more than just, it's more than just what it is. It contains more power than that. You know, you know? Uh, words in a book, they're not just words in a book. If someone can read them and read into them and it can, they can relate it to something in their life and it means something more to them. Suddenly, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's always what we're trying. Yeah. For. And it's the same thing with like what you said, the aura and personality, like what you put into the world is what you get out of it like you can't plant an tree and you know it go back in your yard the next day saying well i'm eat peaches today you know no like the energy you put out is the energy you get back in that's why me always try to put out good energy yeah and i mean it, and these things take time like even just you writing to me and saying hey would you would you want to do an interview with me that's something that I was thinking about when I was thinking about making my publication I was thinking about okay in a couple years someone's going to write to me and they're going to want to know about my ideas they're going to want to know about phosphine that's something that I manifested and you didn't even know me you know what I mean but you came into my life boom there you are what else did I manifest oh I want artists to be able to find my publication and I want to be working closely with artists boom a few months ago uh, my friend Greg Coffey comes into my life, and we've been working, collaborating very closely on this second issue. And these are things that I really, I really had to think about and dream about before they came into my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who would have thought that someone would want to interview me about my work? Well, I had to think about that. I had to think that my work was going to be in, in the right place for someone like you to see it and say, hey, I want to talk to this girl about her shit. Boom, here we are today. Exactly. And let me tell you, you definitely are a very gifted person. Like, when I look at your work, it's no different from any famous, you know, center photographer. Like, you remind me a lot of, I forget his name, but he's the guy that does all the intros for American Horror Story. And he actually did the intro for... um Walking Dead and um, True Blood as well. I can't remember his name, but he's a famous center photographer. Like, uh, your work is no different than his. You know, you're just as talented as him, you know? Thank you for saying that. It really means a lot to me. Yeah, you, you really are. Definitely. Don't stop what you're doing. Like, you know, just keep it up. I know it's a process, you know. And like you said, it might take long. You know, it might not happen when you want it to happen. But, you know, I see good things for you. It's definitely going to happen. And, yeah, I mean, and that's the, that's the advice that I would want anyone to take away from this conversation that we're having is, like, you know, just because I was able to self-publish and because I'm actively working on it doesn't mean that I don't actively struggle at being able to do that exact thing. So it's just about yeah. doing it. And, and, and you know what, going, going after it, when you feel, when you feel that inspired feeling, totally go, go with that flow, go with the flow of it when you feel it. And uh, don't worry if things are not 
happening at the rate that you think that they should be because this this project has taken me years and I'm not where I want to be at with it where I'm not where I want to be with it at, at this exact moment but I'm getting there and every year it's been something more but um, you know, it's not easy to put yourself out there. It's not easy to put your work out there and you have to be prepared to fail and you have to be prepared for people, even friends of yours to say, Hey, I don't, I don't even like what you're, I don't I don't like your project. I don't like the fonts that you use. I don't like this photo that you put out there. I don't like this piece of writing that you did. And you have to be tough enough to say, is my, will my project endure this criticism? Yeah. And and will will I be able to make something greater out you, of it? You know, you know I mean? uh, and can person will can my ego endure endure this criticism? Yeah, and, and what what helps me a lot is I'm aware that no matter what I do, somebody's gonna like it and somebody's gonna hate it. You know. Yeah, someone someone is definitely. I, I think I think that is also some advice that I really want to put out there. Like people are not. If you are if you are making something and you are being unique and different, you have to be prepared for it to be disliked, and um and to and you have to be prepared to take constructive criticism and to make changes to your work. Be prepared to say, hey, maybe it's not the greatest thing. Maybe it can be improved. But you also have to have um what's the word I'm looking for? You have to have the the pride in your work to know that it's that it's good enough. If if it's what if you're making something from your heart, and you know what you're trying to say, then you have to uh, be strong enough in that to really go for it. Exactly, exactly. And I think self publishing is awesome. You know, like don't always wait on somebody to publish you. Don't. Wait. For someone to bring bring a project to you for sure yeah that 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 is the message that I want to get out there like don't wait for someone to say hey do you want to do this project hey do you want to submit to my magazine if you have an idea uh, you know and I'm not even worried about competition like I want people to do more of what I do so that there are more alternative choices for people who, who are viewing media who are viewing the content that we view online or in in our in the books that we and magazines that we read so I, I would want more people to go out there on a limb and go go out there and make your own thing. If there's not something out there that you want to submit to, please go for it and do your own thing and take the criticism and take the risk because it, it, it's worth the risk. I think if you um, really have, if you have the vision, if you have that vision w- worth really putting yourself out there for. Definitely. Definitely. There you, go. you really got me on a good one there. I feel like we got some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It, it was like we don't want to hear no. We, we don't want to hear no question. We just want advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much again for coming on the show. I can't wait to work with you and keep some little kids up at night. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and thank you, thank you for approaching me because, like I said, that was part of my manifestation too. So you just made part of my spells. Contract. Right, and they all will. Please send me good vibes, as much good vibes as you can, because definitely need them right now. You know, during this Corona okay. time, but of yeah. course, stay safe. Thank you. Stay safe out there. Oh yeah, I am. But yeah, thank you. And if you ever want to come back and promote your work or if you're working on a new project and you want to come back and promote that feel free 
Yeah, I'm going to want to talk to you again when I release the second phosphine because we're going to be having art shows for it and we're going to like actually be doing some stuff to uh, really promote it. So I want to be talking to you. I'd too. be down. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And, and I really appreciate your kind words. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. I'll talk to you later.